Hi, I'm Jennifer Lopez, Executive Assistant at Source One Solutions. Today's leadership quote comes from Robin Sharma. Connect to a compelling cause with your heart, not your head. Then fasten your seatbelt because your life will soar. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you send business gifts to employees, clients, or sales prospects, Goody is a game changer. You can send one gift or hundreds at a time without ever worrying about shipping details. With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info, and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant Podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. So go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody, that's G-O-O-D-Y, to start gifting today. Again, that's leaderassistant.com slash Goody. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and welcome to episode 160. Uh, you can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 160. Leaderassistant.com slash 160. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, she's an executive assistant, also an author, um, lots of other things that we're going to talk about. So, Jennifer, how's it going? Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing well. What part of the world are you in? I am currently in the bright and sunny area of Clearwater, Florida. Awesome. I wish I was there because it was snowing this morning here in Kansas City, Missouri. So, And I won't tell you anything about our 86 degree and sunny weather. It was awful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, let's let's jump in. Uh, tell us about a little bit about you and um, your career, and maybe how you ended up in the assistant role. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, first, thanks so much for having me on the show. You have a really fantastic podcast, so it's so honored. I'm so honored to be here. Um, but I actually just started uh, being. I did things a little backwards. I started being an executive assistant about two years ago. Um, I say backwards because prior to being an executive assistant, I owned an executive assistant staffing company for a couple of years. <laughs> so I was a little a little upside down there. Um, but I have been here with Source One for about two years, and um, I absolutely love the role. Um, I think that anyone in the executive assistant support role, um, we probably are all cut from the same cloth that we can't just be sitting in front of a screen all day. We have to have about 50 things thrown at us in order to keep us happy. So um, that's really what, what my role mostly entails here. Um, and uh, and I have four kids that I have at home. So I, I owe my training uh, to raising them for you know the 10 years that I stayed home with them. Awesome. So what made you want to launch a staffing firm for assistance? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's funny. Um, I actually wanted to get out and 
do more in the community. Um, and so I got involved with a, cha- a local chamber of commerce and I met some solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and really they just needed an extra hand, but they were at a stage in their business where they couldn't afford someone full time. And so I, I had launched a fractional executive assistant staffing agency, um, which was a solid hit. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I say unfortunately, but it was really a blessing that, um, you know, it, things took a turn when the pandemic hit um, because one of my clients, uh, which happened to be the CEO of Source One Solutions, um, wanted to expand his services and um, and invited me aboard his team, which was um, really just a perfect fit. So what did you learn when it comes to hi- hiring and finding a good assistant? Oh, uh, in the organization when I, when I owned my own. Um, so... You know, I think that it's important to go into the EA role, not just focused on the many tasks that we can execute and how we can, um, you know, switch hats at a moment's notice. But it's really all about, you know, the compatibility of um, the executive and the support member. Right. So, I mean, I I can't tell you how many times it happened where I had told a, a client, coming on, I've got a a rock star assistant coming at you. Um, They can get X, Y, Z done in no time and be so efficient. And then um, you get the two in the room together and the, the, um, you know, their personalities just aren't really compatible. So um, one of the exercises that I would do with customers at the time and it actually helped um, me make my decision and, and, you know, joining forces with source one was, you know, really exploring what their vision, mission, and values were, and then matching the vision, mission, and values, primarily the core values to the core values of, you know, of an assistant. Um, uh, I can say like coming on here, like community service is very, very important to me. Relationship building is very, very important to me. So even though we're an IT company, you know, our core values have to do with relationship building, um, community service, clarity for the future, rise by lifting others. And I, I said, are you sure you're an IT company? Because we have like the exact same values, <laughs> you know, organizational organization. So I, I mean, I think that um, getting into the role, it's really important to understand yourself at the core um, prior to seeking out an employer and same for um, the executive employer, really have a good understanding of um, what your core values are and look for that in the person that you're looking to support you because the tasks are going to change every day. So, you know, skill set only matters to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at a little bit of your bio and your company that you work for was named one of the best places to work or best workplaces in America by Inc. 5000 in 2021. So you yes. support the CEO. What was, why, why was it on that list or what makes it one of the best places to work? Yeah. So actually um, that's one of the national ones locally uh, for Tampa Bay business journal. We've just, we just heard for the fifth consecutive year, we're one of the best uh, places to work here too. And that really is like, it's so um, it's probably the, you know, most favorite award that our executive team um, acknowledges. Um, But to be on the Inc. 5000, 
Uh, so you have to be on Inc. 5000 list for, I believe it's three consecutive years, um, which means you're one of the fastest growing companies in the country, right? So that is an accolade um, all on its own. But then Inc. sends out a survey to your team. And it's based off of the team's feedback that determines if you make the Inc. 5000 best workplaces in America. Um, there were last year 429 in the U.S., and seven in Florida. And we were so proud to be one of those seven. Um, and, you know, if you ask my CEO, Robert, um, you know, that's, again, the, the most important award, because it's not just about what we're doing. It's about the perception of the team and how the team feels when they come into work every day. Um, and so that that one is very, very meaningful. So what's one thing that you do as EA to the CEO, um, or you actually... When, you, when I asked for your title, you said executive office liaison slash EA to the CEO. What's one thing that you do that that's um, as a culture creator or culture champion? Yeah. So um, first and foremost, I try to be the most smiley person that walks in and out of these <laughs> these halls because <laughs> um, I mean it's important, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to show those teeth. You have to, you have to, you have, I think it's our, our role, um, you know, part of our role to uh, try to exude a sense of calm through, you know, some, some happiness, because once people come into work, like, it's really easy to forget um, that work can be fun as well. Um, so that I think is just like kind of a no brainer, but sometimes it does have to be said. Um, but for, for, so culture is actually one of my primary functions and um, we'll do, so we celebrate um, team anniversaries uh, during certain milestones and they are really incredible um, packages that we do for team members that are, you know, with us for one, three, five, ten years. So I facilitate that along with quarterly barbecues. We keep grills on site and we barbecue out in our parking lot at least every three months. Um, and then we have community service projects. We have actually eight, um, eight official charity partners that we facilitate with on a quarterly basis. And um, our team will come out, you know, 20 to 20 to 50 people and, um, and get involved in the community, you know, one Saturday every quarter, um, which brings everyone together. Nice. Love the, uh, love the company barbecues. Oh, they're, they're so good. They're so good too. <laughs> you can come to one if you're ever in town. Nice. I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, so you have four kids. I was one of four myself. I'm the oldest of four. Um, so I know how fun and crazy that can be. Um, yes. and you actually wrote a book, so, you know, you didn't have enough to do with four kids. So you decided <laughs> to write a book called chief executive mom, run your home. Like you mean business. Uh, yes. what, tell us why you decided to write a book and a little bit of what, what it's about. Yeah. So, um, chief executive mom, run your home. Like you mean business. It was a fun project. Um, and I didn't start out thinking that I was going to write a book, but, um, once we started, you know, I started getting some information out. I felt, I found myself kind of saying the same thing over and over again from the core. And it didn't matter if it was to people that I was training in the business, you know, prior to source one, or if it were other moms that, um, you know, were coming in and, and asking, well, how, how are your kids doing this? How are your kids doing that? So it became a really fun project. And um, it's about 
team buy-in, you know, on, on both sides, right? Like it's very similar in the business world to um, what it is at home. So there are a lot of tasks, there are a lot of people and personalities to manage. Um, and it's all about like making sure that you're all on the same page communication wise. And then like after you get the buy-in, how far can you go? Right. Like, because let's be real as moms, especially a mom of, you know, multiple children, um, it's really easy to get lost in the day to day. And then one day you wake up and you don't recognize that it's been 10 years since maybe you've looked in the mirror. Right. So um, that is a very common theme, especially as you're just kicking off your family. And same in a support role, right? As as an as an administrator or a support role, um, we're so busy doing the tasks, doing the tasks that sometimes we really forget to take care of ourselves. So um, the underlying theme in chief executive mom is get the team buy in, you know, get everyone on the same page and bought into the same objectives. Because the more hands on deck you have executing those tasks, now you're freeing up your own time and you're able to kind of rediscover your own happiness and achieve a little bit of a better balance. So it's important to, you know, fulfill all our passions by taking care of other people. Um, but it's really important to make sure that you have a lifeline all on your own as well. Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification the first-of-its-kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about work-life balance. Like what are some of the, maybe, maybe what's your top two tips when it comes to, you know, avoiding burnout, resisting burnout and really working hard and, you know, yeah. leading well, but also taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first piece that, you know, is kind of forgotten in identifying balance is actually identifying what balance looks like, right? Because balance is really just living the life you envision. And that's going to look a little different for everyone, even though, you know, it might be felt like, I don't know, you need to go to the gym, you need to eat zero calories and only have, um, you know, organic grass fed, whatever, <laughs> right? So that looks different for everyone and at different stages of life. Um, so identifying that first is key. And then the second piece of it, it really ties back into, um, you know, uh, the leadership quote from Robin Sharma, um, connect to a compelling cause with your heart, not your head. And I think that when you connect to a cause with your heart, people can sense your authenticity. And when they sense authenticity, it it makes you a more um, a more viable influencer, right? Because it's not just about doing. Oftentimes in our roles, we have to um, engage other people. And that's the tough part of the job, right? Like, and it's being a mom or being um, a support role or having that support role. The toughest part is getting other people to buy in so you can, you know, ultimately sway them to get you the materials that you might need or um, help with the tasks or engage in the way that um, you need to do it to make it productive. And to do that, you have to be able to connect with them 
um, and and prove to them that you know you're you're doing this together. This is for the best. Um, you know, this is best for everyone if we travel down this road together. So, I think to be a good influencer, um, you know, you have to be authentic and um, and connecting with a cause with your heart is certainly the best and fastest way to get there. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about your title, Executive Office Liaison. What does that mean? And why is that part of your official title? Right. So um, uh, fun fact, my CEO, Robert Hessel, um, he actually lives in Europe. So um, yep, yep. And I I support him here from Florida and our global corporate headquarters is uh, here in Florida, but we have offices in the UK and in Dublin. So he's, uh, he works out of our Dublin office right now. And so uh, the role is really not just being an executive assistant, but it's bridging a gap. And that's that's what the term liaison is there for. So it's supporting the additional executives, but it's bridging the gap between, um, you know, our community relationships and keeping that in the organization um, and bridging the gap when we can here with culture here and the people here in the office in Clearwater, um, you know, and across the ocean to him out in Europe. So um, it's, I like to say an executive office liaison is really the EA to the globe trotting CEO um, because it does come with a bit more responsibility and relationship um, maintenance than a typical EA role would. So have you had issues where people are like, well, you're not Robert, why should I listen to you? Oh, um, well, I mean, I guess very early on, <laughs> but I, I have to, like, my name is Jennifer Lopez. So that immediately opens <laughs> <into her. laughs> It's a credibility you know, pillar right there for you. Yeah. I feel like if it were anyone else in, in this scenario, that might be more of an issue than it has been for me. But, you know, I'm really grateful because um, uh, I married into the Lopez name. So uh, it's a bit of an icebreaker and, and tends to help with that. <laughs> Do you have any funny stories related to your name being Jennifer Lopez? Oh, when I, uh, when I first got married, so funny in addition to that, I, it's not just that I'm Jennifer Lopez, but my husband's name is Mark Anthony Lopez and oh, we wow. got, married, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we got married, you know, 13 years ago when they were still married. Um, and we went to go open up our bank accounts and, you know, the lady left the front desk and she asked for multiple IDs and we were like, you know, we would do better if we were going to have fake <laughs> names, we would have done better than this. So um, I probably, uh, you know, get get that remark every day in since the last 13 years. But um, it, it's it's funny. It's always a good icebreaker. And uh, any way to, to start connecting with people is uh, is a good first step. So hmm. what what about so you've got a lot going on and, you know, a lot of assistants listening you know, I get emails or LinkedIn notes and saying, hey, you know, I actually think I would like to get into speaking or doing, you know, being podcast guests or, yeah. you know, being an author or whatever. Uh, yeah. Do you have any tips for, you know, just kind of personal brand, if you will? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, get past the imposter syndrome. I think that that is probably the one thing that stops people from uh, getting out and publishing and, um, you know, even posting sometimes or, or, or referencing their own notes, even if you have, um, 
you know, tips that might mirror someone else's tips, because let's be real, it's 2022 and Google has been around for quite some time. Um, No one has your perspective except you. And that perspective matters um, because chances are someone that perspective will resonate with someone else and it'll help them connect to you. So if you're thinking about it, just do it. Nice. Nice. Do you have uh, plans for any uh, an additional book or anything? Um, you know, I I don't know. I'm sure there will be something down the road. Um, you know, I wrote Chief Executive Mom when I was uh, sitting in the CEO founder seat and my kids were all still um, under, uh, they were 12 and under. And now I am a support role for this great executive squad. And I have um, two out of my four are teenagers. And I say it's it's a good thing that I shifted into this support role because parenting teenagers is not, you know, being a decision maker anymore. It's supporting them in the way that um, you might support an executive. So um, there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, if something comes from it, Jeremy, you will likely be um, the first to know outside of me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, all right. So first, thanks again for being on the show and sharing a little bit about your story. It's been fun uh, chatting with you. I hope we get to meet in person someday, uh, especially if it's in the middle of winter for me and, you know, I can come out to Florida. Um, (laughs) I do not like the cold weather. Um, (laughs) But what's one thing you would share to assistants listening who are maybe starting either their very first assistant role Mm-hmm. or even jumping from a, one executive to another or one company to another. So what's kind of a onboarding tip for jumping into a new new role? I would say um, if you're most, in, in my experience, of course, most leaders, um, C-suite leaders, they, they read a lot. They'll consume. Um, and I would say uh, find out what they're consuming and try to mirror that because, um, you know, a lot of tasks will come your way. And if you can understand from the root where those tasks are coming from, the execution will be more effective and more like literally on the same page. I mean, I think um, when I first uh, joined forces with Robert, I said, okay, what books do you like and what books can I dive into right away? And actually he's an author too. Um, He wrote a a great book called Safe City. Um, It's about you know, keeping cities safe so the people in it can thrive. And I picked up his book and that saved us about, you know, two to three hours of me learning about him and his core values. Um, and it helped me jump in there. So I would say mirror consumption to the person that you're going to support uh, for sure. Love it. I always say read what your executive reads and listen to what they listen to and yes. get them to pay for it. That's my thing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jennifer Lopez, I had to say your full name, you know. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, Say hi to Mark Anthony for me. And thank you so much for uh, being on the show. And how can people reach out and connect or find out more about you or say hi if they want to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you can catch me um, at jlopez at source1solutions.com. And uh, or you can catch me on LinkedIn. And Jeremy, I'm sure you shared 
LinkedIn somewhere. We'll mm-hmm. get a link in there. Okay. So I would say then uh, go to Jeremy Burroughs page and find out more. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes, leaderassistant.com slash 160. Thanks again, Jennifer. Take care and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Jeremy. Have a great day. Please review on Apple Podcasts. Go bullos.com.